Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richman and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. Yeah, uh, I think you're ga- you're gearing up here for a turkey hunt, eh? Yeah, we we are recording a little bit early for this podcast. So you, and I'm going to scoot out the door and try to kill something. So you're saying we're recording just for you? Yeah. Okay. No, because you texted me and said, can you record early? All right. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I said, cool. Let's and go you were you know. were in the doctor's yesterday. You were having some issues. Oh, yeah. I was having some real bad. We, we're so dry here and the pollen's so bad. Yeah. And I, I'm a welder by profession and I wear a rubber respirator around my face. That's why I always have these red cheeks. I get burnt there a little bit, but anyhow, yeah, I couldn't get my nose to quit running and it was actually dripping out of my mask all over my welding jacket and into my hood when I leaned over to weld. You got COVID. It's nasty. They didn't even test me for COVID. You know that? No, that's good. That is wild. They did not even test me for that. Good. Didn't ask me about it or nothing. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's first for everything. Yeah. Next thing you know, yeah. you'll die. You'll die of allergies, and you'll have a toe tag that says uh, COVID. COVID. Yep. Well, this week uh, I've been pretty busy with stuff, and the weekend, and um, I did get to my farm, and uh, I turkey hunted Saturday with uh, no luck, mm. but I did get a lot of stuff done, and I, like I mentioned a couple podcasts ago, I started the process of tissue sampling. I went ahead and sprayed the plots with micronutrients and fertilizer. And I sectioned each pieces off, and uh, I'm going to wait three weeks and come back and test. Um, got some other little things done here and there, but I'm not going back until about, well, I'm going back in three weeks with uh, TJ. We're going to pull the tissue samples, yeah. and we're going to plant uh, our incognito. Yeah, I uh, myself, I sprayed this week mm-hmm. all my clover, and... Um, in two weeks, I will probably be spraying the IMOX. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks after that, I will be probably mowing. And I should be good all summer, I'm hoping. That comeback kick, man, that clover yeah. is lush. Yeah, my clover plus look great. All nope. headed out, blooming, seeding. Yeah. Going to be nice when I do mow it. It's going to be reseeding. So yours is headed out, and mine had no heads on it. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't understand that at all. Nope. But I don't know. Did you, you had it established from last year too? Yeah, I planted it in the fall. Yeah, okay. Yep, and just frost seeded in, and, and when I frost seed in March, March sometime. Speaking of frost, guess what tonight is? A frost? Freeze warning here. Really? Yep. Wow. And I already seen a couple guys from Northern PA freaking out on the forums on Facebook. That's yep. crazy. Guy planted buckwheat already. He's scared. Uh, he should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, historically yep. you got to wait. That's why I'm not planting incognito until uh, be June third. Yep, I yep. just thought I'd throw that in there. He'll probably he'll probably be all right. He will probably be okay, but you know, these are the things we tried to warn people about. Yeah, and everybody wants you know, to jump the gun. Well, it's exciting because you got warm temps and stuff. And uh, yeah, wanna, it is. They want to do but, something, but you just you, you just got to wait. Just wait. Wait for the Memorial well, Day. What's it? Okay, so this time, three years ago, 
right around this date, we, me and you were on a, a skid steer in yep. Clearfield, and it was a snow. It was snowing. Yep. It was spitting and cold and windy, and we were knocking trees down. Windy. Mm. Windy. Yeah, it was. It was brutal. I had I killed one of the biggest birds around mm. the, the the Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. but there was a freak snowstorm and soaked me to the bone. Wow. But yeah, I remember it snowing all the way out. You know, that's like what the 29th of May. Yeah, crazy. So, um, I have a tip that I want to talk about. We that I told you I was going to discuss. And that's uh, spraying trails. Mm-hmm. And it's not my tip. I didn't come up with it. And believe it or not, I did not coin the phrase. Um, but it's just spraying trails <laughs> with uh, a backpack sprayer and mix of glyphosate and 2,4-D. Actually, so you haven't been doing this since late 80s, early 90s. No, I have not. I have not. <laughs> I have not. I didn't coin the phrase. I didn't, I didn't invent it. Um, I didn't do anything. I don't know who invented it. I don't really care who invented it. But I did hear it from Don Higgins. I, I, I heard him on a podcast a few years back where they were taking backpack sprayers and just spraying a trail, you know, two feet wide or whatever. Okay. And Clarify. Yeah. Trail for you to travel or trail for the deer to travel? A trail for the deer to travel. That's what I wanted you to say. Yeah. Yep. So Go basically, ahead. they're using it. And what I'm using it for is spraying existing deer trails. So, cause you know, you know, like we talked about that last, I think last week you, or you sent me the picture of a trail, of a, a path that was, that was, uh, what was it? What do you, where the turkeys and the bear and everything were walking through? Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a picture in the mud and I had yes. tracks of everything right in that one track. Right. Deer prefer to walk on that bear dirt bare mm-hmm. soil yeah um if there's a bunch of thatch and and stuff they kind of they'll walk through it of course but they're they're going to take the pass of least resistance mm-hmm. so i'll take that backpack sprayer four gallons of water i'll mix in some glyphosate and 2,4-d that way it takes care of the broadleafs it takes care of the grasses you can mix in pre-emergence in there as well um but i just follow those deer trails where i want them to go that's going to lead them past my deer stand Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, the trail that I sprayed last year is where I killed that buck 210. We, I sprayed that thing like twice, two or three times in the summer, killed, killed it, got it down to bare soil, and those deer just traveled back and forth. And it's funny because that same trail's there, you know, now. And I sprayed it one time, I think two, three weeks ago. There's out of all the places animals could be, there's raccoons walking the trail, there's possums, even the turkey walked the trail. I had that bear picture I sent you that walked a trail yeah. and deer are walking it. So it's literally, you create a game trail for everything Yeah. because these animals, they take the pass of least resistance. If they yeah. have to, you know, go through and maneuver around a bunch of sticks and branches and stuff like that, there's no, there's no definition. So if you can define that trail, clear it off, spray it, it's like magic. Yeah. I don't like walking through that crap either. Yeah, and right. just think about it. I mean, it's, it also is a quiet approach for them. It is. Yep. I mean, let's face it. When the leaves fall in late October or whatever, it's it's uh, the deer. I think actually know that. 
mm-hmm. because they don't seem to rustle around a whole lot in the leaves mm-hmm. when they're that real crunchy. You know, those days I don't see a whole lot of critters on those real crunchy days. Yeah. But once it rains and those things get quiet, mm-hmm. deer everywhere crisscrossing through, you know. But yeah, I think they know that they're that they're loud and they could be heard. Definitely. It's a it's a predator instinct, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Cheap back you can get an electric I got an electric, you know, same battery powered sprayer I we use, but yeah. Um you can get them fairly cheap now. But uh it's a twenty volt. I don't remember the brand of it, but uh we was using Chapin's then. It's still a Chapman, yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, same same one. Uh twenty volt, but that thing you can spray for hours, same battery, no mm-hmm. issues. And uh so that's just a little tip, you know. Uh spray the trails where you want the deer to walk and um yeah. they they will walk it, you know, take a couple weeks for the stuff to die. Don't make it too wide, don't make it too narrow, but um they will they will walk that trail. I've actually had good luck with the four gallon backpack sprayer I bought. It's just a uh which one you got? It's just a Harbor Freight. Oh, okay. It was like, pump. It was like, yeah, it was like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's real easy to pump though. I mean, like you don't even get tired, you know, pumping it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess either I'm not lazy or it's easy to pump one or the other. I don't know. But yeah, you can pump out four gallon and it's not, it's not tiresome at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I've had, you know, like I said, I've had good luck with it. I've had it for two years now. Gotcha. Yeah, this four years old or so. Other than um, it's heavy, you know. Yeah, yeah, they can load it up with four gallon. And, yeah, yeah. I don't mix four. I mix. Uh, I put three in it. Okay. That extra gallon makes a difference, man. Weight wise. Oh, yeah. You when know? you're old like you, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you got a bad neck, I got a bad neck, so I usually you're I just weak. put three. I am. I just put three gallon, three gallons in there, and I'll mix four ounces of glyphosate per gallon and just a little little bit of 2,4-D yeah. take, takes care of it. Uh, speaking of chemical and stuff, uh, you had a lot of people asking, you know, for, for chemicals. Yeah, and, yeah um, we, we talked earlier today and said we was going to record a little early, so I jumped on Facebook, and of course, I like to look through all that stuff, and people, the biggest trending thing right now is they want to spray weeds, they don't know what they are, and they want to know what kind of spray to use and how much per gallon. Mm. You know, that type, the, all those type of questions were coming out. Yeah. Um, we got, we got. Well, just, you know, glyphosate is kind of your, your standard uh, mixture. It doesn't really handle um, broadleafs too good. It, it will, but it, uh, you really need 2,4-D for that to handle the broadleaf weeds. Mm-hmm. Grasses, though, glyphosate will torch them. Uh, when you mix those two together. It handles the grasses and the broadleafs, really, really melts them down. We just do the standard mixture of two quarts um, of gly per acre and usually like uh, a pint of uh, 2,4-D. That really melts it down. I mean, You should get a good burn down. Yeah, I've been doing that for like six years now. That, and that that's ratio. like 15-gallon, 20-gallon of water. Well, whatever it takes to spray that acre with yeah, your sprayer. Yeah, whatever it takes. But it I can, mean, whether if you don't, if you're if, not doing the math, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, you yeah. can get if you got a 20 gallon sprayer, if you mm-hmm. put those two quarts of glide and the pint of 2D, and yeah, you should be able to cover an acre with 20 gallon. Yeah, yeah, most standard sprayers, For sure. 15, 20. I mean, it could be you could 
put it in 50 gallons of water. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter as long as you get that the chemical application on there. Um, that's that's a good mix. Um, but yeah, people. Are no, there just, was people. There was people on there saying, "Oh, you got to have surfactant too." No, per- no. Personally, I never used surfactant when I used Gly. It it all has it in it. I never um, have. You know, I guess some of them do, some of them don't. I don't, but I've never seen one that didn't. So well, the I don't the, know. The one from Tractor Supply, it says it right on there. It's already got a surfactant in it. I'm assuming maybe the stuff that's for lawn care might not. You know, maybe yeah. It's, some of that stuff is kind of. It all depends on if it if it dries. You know, that surfactant is huge because if it rains, it just it kind of washes off. But it's also, I think, how they mix it as well that to help kind of stick it to the plant. Um, but yeah, and then. You know, we talked about IMOX. You can use that for clover and stuff. But then some people don't want to use that. They're using clethodin, you know, for the grasses mm-hmm. uh, and clover and, and such. And then you can and use... Buterac 200. And, yep. You, you know, can that. use um, 2,4-DB mm-hmm. on your clover. Which basically is the Buterac stuff, you know. Yeah, but it's got to be the B. Yeah, um, it has to have the B behind it. You know? Yeah, if you use the 2,4-D, you're going to toast your... Uh, you toast everything you wanted to yeah. protect. Not good. Not good at all. You'll be upset. Burn. You'll be yes, upset stomping the ground. Blame <laughs> uh, it on Dave. Yep. I did a, a guy I know actually used uh, Roundup on non-Roundup ready beans mm. or not or non-glyphosate you know glyphosate beans. And he tore yeah. his beans because he thought they were Roundup ready. Well, I just, I just read where a guy asked, after planting my Roundup ready beans, how soon afterward can I spray? weeds and i thought why didn't you take care of the weeds before you planted mm-hmm. right i mean that would have been the right thing to do <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I, I mean i don't know there, that's i said this some of the people some of the stuff's common sense and they make it so hard on themselves mm-hmm. yeah know? i mean if it if they're roundup ready beans i mean yeah you can spray after sometimes you need to but yeah um, but they has to be uh, usually, usually soybeans, the those lower limbs are called cotyledons, mm-hmm. and they have to. Usually, you have to have like, uh, what is it? I I think it's like five leaves above ground or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they have to be approximately three, four inches high or something. And but those those lowest cotyledons have to be out before you're gonna you're gonna injure the plant. Uh, if you spray it before all those leaves are on. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's technical stuff, but I, I'm not a soybean planner, but I just happen to know, you know, I know a few things here and there. You're important. Yeah. I don't know. You feel important that. now. You feel important. Yeah. I'm a, I took some scout schooling from Penn state. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm going canoeing this weekend. Yes, he is. Saturday. And Sunday and Tuesday. Yeah, now you and, got a boat. All your buddies want to go. Yep. And guess what? Where are they all year? I know. They're using all you. Year. Yeah. They're using, using you. Using me for a stupid canoe. Dave's got a canoe and they're going to use them. Um, guess who I, guess <laughs> who I talk to? TJ's flipping right now. He's like, what? Yeah. Guess who me? I talk to? Guess he, who you talk to? Yeah. He's been on this podcast. Howie. Howie. He's going to do a two-day canoe trip with me down Harper's Ferry. Ah, okay. We're gonna we're gonna put in at 340 Bridge in Harpers Ferry, drift mm-hmm. down two days or a day camp, and then finish out the next day. We're gonna end up in the Point of Rocks, Virginia. Did he know where it was? No, he does not. But okay. I showed him a map. But that trip, 
it point out to Point of Rocks, which takes you into Leesburg, Virginia. Um, it's about a 14 mile trip down the Potomac. You'll be three days. No, no, it'll be two days. Um, it's a trip that I that I always wanted to do. I just never haven't done it, you know, that far. Um, Water will but, be low. You'll be carrying a canoe, right? But he <laughs> wants to go, so that'll be pretty cool. That's the way it is here by me. You know, it yeah. get, get to be summertime and it gets too low. Right, they hit a bunch of rocks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Eh, we'll see. You'll be swimming, losing all your equipment. Yep. Manny's not going to drown because he's going to wear his life vest the whole time. Yep, and my I'll get my dome. My dome will be burnt up. Dome will be burned. Yep. I got burned a couple weeks ago. Man, mowing the mother-in-laws. Scorched. Burned up, huh? All burned up. So I got a couple questions here. What's it? Um, from uh, YouTube. Oh. And uh, figure we can answer them as well because uh, I kind of saved them. Uh, First, before you start, I got to tell you this. We I had a guy them. comment. He never even heard of you before until you started seeing the podcast. What happened? <laughs> There's a guy. A guy. He was commenting on my video, and he he never heard of you before until you started watching the podcast with me. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he's like, who's Dave? He's like, can I have Dave's link? I, yeah, so he subscribed to you. So oh, nice. I'm, I'm contributing to your channel. You got me one one subscriber. Thank I you. wish you would reciprocate that, you know. I'm, You're nuts. You are nuts. Why don't you ever plug me, Dave? You are crazy. Ask some questions. I started your channel. <laughs> <laughs> I got you rolling. <laughs> Oh boy! Made you famous. Here we go. Um, I'm famous, oh boy. Yeah. Car, uh, Carlos. <laughs> I thought you said Cartwright. Cartwright. <laughs> no, Carlos. <laughs> uh, Carlos. I sorry, I can't pronounce Carlos's last name, but um, he lives in Georgia, South Georgia, okay. and he wants to know what a good mixture would be down there to where he can physically have that food plot and it's nice and green for him to bow hunt over an early season. Hmm. And I asked him when his last frost was around that area. And it's, you know, like mid-November or so. So, and the plot that he wants to plant is, uh, it's a one-acre food plot. And it's in, there's a bunch of ag around. Um, but he wants something nice and green and tender for him. So, is he in sand or does he have decent ground? Didn't say, but um, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Good. I told him to, or I'm telling him now, I'm going to recommend a late planted beans because um, those fresh tender beans are going to be very palatable during that time of year. It's going to be warm. They're still going to grow mature. He doesn't have a lot of deer density, he said, um, mm -hmm. and that'll, that'll get him into, you know, the later parts of October and such. And then yeah, I they won't him, destroy it before right? it matures. Yep. And then if they do start eating them. Um, and hammering them, he can fill it in with some oats or wheat or rye or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that would, that would be my recommendation for that. I like those late planted beans for South situation. Cause you know, I've seen it down in Florida. They used to do all that stuff. So I would think like leafy green stuff would be nice. Mm -hmm. Like those collard greens and that mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, he could even do like late buckwheat. He could do a couple of rounds of buckwheat. His growing season's got to be way longer than ours. Oh, yeah. Ours is short. 
but you know, those young tender buckwheat plants they they tend well, to Well, see, too. they're like I said, I would have to ask them what is dirt was like, you know, was it sandy or is it clay mm -hmm. or you know, that would kind of depend on what you could really tell him to do, but right. Um yeah, with with a growing season like that, even if he was sandy, you know, he, buckwheat will grow there. Oh yeah, yeah it'll grow. You know, Definitely. that would grow, and you could do a couple, couple growings per year, and then eventually build a little mm -hmm. layer of thatch there where he can top seed anything into it. Yep, definitely. Yeah, so, beans would be wouldn't be too bad there, even if that, it was uh, the uh, what do they call it forage peas or whatever. Yeah, yep. you know, not too shabby, eh? Beans or peas. Not yeah. too shabby. Go for it. What's next one? Another question. That's kind of a long one, so make sure you put your remembering Stip remembering cap on. Yeah, <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy. All right, this goes out to these guys that listen to the podcast. Uh, this okay. goes out to Eddie Davis. So say what's up, Eddie. Hi, Eddie Davis. Uh, he says he's going to try to plant his first food plot. Cool. The place I hunt is an old cow farm. All pasture with woods. Okay. Deer are in the fields all over, but I would like to draw them, draw what I can in to a certain spot. The owner said I can do a food plot on this one field that he never mows because it's soggy. Ooh. I was thinking a clover blend. Will this be enough to attract deer? Yeah. So you go first this time. I believe so. As long as it's not too soggy, but you can get away with clover and a little bit of a wet spot. Um, as long as it has full sun, mm -hmm. um, but he's saying it's field. So I'm assuming it's full sun. Yeah. Um, you can get away with that. Uh, clover is king year round. I like, I like a clover, a good clover blend. Don't put anything in there straight, but like, uh, what, what's the one I'm thinking off by hand? Uh, the one that tolerates moisture. Uh, Oh, let me look it up. Okay. Um, You're next. Yep. I'm up. So, Eddie, uh, in that situation, clover would not be a bad idea at all. Um, hot chick would work good. Comeback kid would be good. Um, and if it is a little soggy, there is a product that works really well. I, rec I, I use it a couple times. I recommend it to consulting uh, clients that have a kind of a wet area. I have zero affiliation with this product. And, um, but it, uh, it comes from, uh, killer food plots. Oh and yeah. Those beads. Yes. Um, they sell these beads, these like desiccant beads that you can mix, that you broadcast through a shoulder spreader and you br put it right in, you mix it, incorporate it into your soil and it literally soaks up the moisture. And it reacts with the temperature difference, and it can actually release moisture and then suck it back up. Release moisture, suck it back up. So it'll allow you to plant in certain areas um, where you typically would. Now it's obviously not going to, you know, if it's standing in water, it's not going to, it's not going to help. But you know, in just wet, damp areas, it really, really makes it possible for people to plant. Um, I use it a couple times. I have several clients that 
swear by it. They will say, dude, like I can't, I can't believe this, this worked that well. There's recommended rates on it. I can't, I don't know the rates off the top of my head, but obviously the more poundage per acre of the beads for the wetter conditions, the less wet, you know, the less, you know, poundage of this product that you need. I cannot think of the name of it off the top of my head, but if you go to Killer Food Plots uh, website, uh, they sell it on there. You'll see it on there. Um, for, but it works really, really well. Yeah, we so, we had a bag of that to test, and it did work. Yeah, it did work very it, well. It kept even through like a drought condition, it held that moisture. Yes, it's yes, almost it like those silicon desiccant type beads to take moisture out of stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. I only used it my personally on like a, it's probably like a quarter acre plot, but it, it, it was kind of a wet area, but it really kind of held that moisture in there, um, year round. Mm -hmm. So, and then I, you know, I recommended it all the time to certain clients and stuff that I feel like they, they could benefit from it. Um, so yeah. The clover I was trying to think of is all slike. Oh, yep. All slike is a very uh water tolerant clover but and it can actually withstand flooding for a few up to a week or so you know mm -hmm. it could be underwater for a while mm -hmm. um that was the the main one um you ever planted uh frosty bursine i have not um but one of them was Balanza was the other one that mm -hmm. they said could tolerate some water, but gotcha. there's one called subterranean yellow clover or something like that too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, it's like you said, that's it's always best to plant a blend that way you got something yeah. working for you. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to look up uh the name of that stuff from Killer Food Plot while we're talking about. It. Go ahead. Um, I'll look it up. Frosty so uh, Frosty Bersim, though you said. Well, supposedly, isn't it Berseem and uh, Crimson that everybody likes to plant? Mm -hmm. I think together. If I'm uh, let's see. I'm thinking. Soil here. improvement. It's right here. It's called uh, Retain. Retain. That's what it is. Yeah. People watching the video version, you'll Chris's channel there, you'll be able to see that. There it is. Mm-hmm. Called retain, and it's uh, you have to use um, 15 pounds per acre for heavily, you know, moisture, 30 or high moisture retention, uh, 35 pounds per acre in moderate moisture. What? That doesn't even make sense. Anyway, good luck. You can read it. Read yeah. it online. I can't. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to waste up my time. Look food plot and check it out. Yeah, retain. But yeah, for sure. Also, like is is one of the best ones in that subterranean. But like I like I said, a blend would be best. You don't you don't ever want to really plant one straight planting of something. Mm -hmm. Never. Um, in case, just in case, for one reason would be in case something would burn out. You know, well, that and different, different uh, uh, varieties. Maturities, right. They come you know, palatable at different times. Yeah, different maturities. You know, mm -hmm. comes comes palatable at different times. So you really mix it up, it'll be good. Yeah, good definitely. Yep. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to hop off here so Chris can go shoot a turkey in the face. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I appreciate everybody listening. This is number 21. Mm-hmm. Little, this is our shortest podcast to date. Yep. Um, but we both got stuff going on. Um, he's going to shoot a turkey, and uh, that's yep. that. Yep. And and all the people on your channel are going to come subscribe to me. Yeah, they can go subscribe to Chris. <laughs> so they can watch it sometime when they can't listen. Yep. All right. I got to go try to ghost a bird. Uh, they're, they're outsmarting me. I think they're going to ghost you. Well, that's what they're doing. They're ghosting me. Yeah. I'm I'm weak this year. Hey, hey man, you still weak got turkeys. You still got 13 days left. Yeah. We'll you'll see what one. happens. Yeah, you'll get one. We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. All, All right, right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Subscribe to our channels. Leave some comments uh on the video side. Leave some comments on the audio side. We'd mm-hmm. like to hear from you. Questions are perfect. That was great. We could uh give you some answers, some tips and things. Yeah. So we'll catch you guys on 22. Later, Gator. Two, two. All right. See you, bud.